0: Good morning, everybody. It's so great to be with you and to spend this time together in worship this morning. Our scripture today is from the letter of Hebrews, and we're going to begin in chapter 11, and it's pretty long. It's 16 verses, but I wanted you to hear the full scope of this passage to get an understanding where the writer of Hebrews is trying to go with this story. And here's what the writer says. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. Indeed by faith our ancestors received approval. By faith we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God so that what is seen was made from things that are not visible. And by faith Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain's, Through this he received approval as his righteous. God himself giving approval to his gifts, he died, but through his faith he still speaks. By faith Enoch was taken so that he did not experience death, and he was not found because God had taken him. For it was attested before he was taken away that he had pleased God. And without faith it is impossible to please God, for whoever would approach him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. By faith, Noah, warned by God about events yet unseen, respected the warning and built an ark to save his household. By this, he condemned the world and became an heir to the righteousness that is accordance with his faith. By faith, Abraham obeyed what he was called to set out a place to receive as his inheritance and to set out, not knowing where he was going. By faith, he stayed for a time in the land he had promised, as in a foreign land, living in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him to that same promise. For he looked forward to the city that has foundations, whose architects and builder is God. By faith, he received the power of procreation, even though he was too old. And Sarah herself was barren because he considered him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one person... And this one, as good as dead, descendants were born, as many as the stars in heaven and as innumerable grains of sand by the seashore. All of these died in faith without having received the promises. But from a distance they saw and greeted them. They confessed that they were strangers and foreigners on earth. For people who speak in this way make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. If they had been thinking of the land that they had left behind, they would have the opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country that is a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God. Indeed, he has prepared a city for them. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things unseen. I know, friends, that we could probably all use a little faith these days and get any reminder of faith in any way we can. Faith is the conviction of things we cannot yet see. As a child, I remember loving Sunday school and loving hearing the stories of the Bible come alive from these people, from... David, who slayed Goliath from Queen Esther, who risked her life to save her people from Moses and Abraham and Sarah. Just average people who God used in a big way to do some amazing things. And I don't know about you, but I thought we could all use a reminder today about these spiritual heroes of our faith to remember what faith is supposed to be, and hopefully find strength for the journey right now. I don't know about you, but right about now, everything in my life, every decision, the, the decisions that used to seem small and easy, right now feel significant, like they have a lot of consequences and weight. Things like should my kids play sports this fall? And if so, which ones are okay or not okay to enroll online or to enroll in person? And if in person, then childcare and what that means. Uh, questions about our jobs and our work schedules. Things like, should we go to this friend's wedding in the fall? Uh, everything seems so hard and complicated right now. Hebrews is an important letter to the church because, frankly, it's one of the most encouraging letters. It is so poetic and just beautifully written. And one of the things I love about Hebrews is that the writer in chapters 11 and 12 devotes two chapters to pretty much talking about what faith is and what faith is not. And he lifts up name after name after name of all of these example stories they knew well of people who lived through their own challenging days. He talks about faith as holding tight to hope when we cannot yet see the way forward. And he flips open that family photo album of their tradition of the past and reminds them of these people, people that they learned to love first in Sunday school. Scholars think that Hebrews was written as a letter that was meant to be generally circulated to all the different Christian churches. It was meant to be shared around. And Hebrews was written right in the midst of a challenging time for the church because, first of all, they, the church was experiencing the growing pains of separation from the Jewish tradition that they had come out of and yet forming this new religious tradition as followers of Jesus that we now call Christianity. And yet they were also living in the midst of the strong arm of the Roman Empire who did not know what to think about these followers of Jesus. People were being arrested. People were being persecuted. They were losing their lives. They were going to prison. Times were hard, to put it mildly. So if you've never read Hebrews, I just encourage you in your own devotional time, to take a moment to read this powerful letter. It is so encouraging. Whenever anyone asks me where to begin in studying the Bible, I often name the book of James for its practical, everyday living advice for living a Christian life, and the book of Hebrews because it's so encouraging. If you need to be uplifted this week, read Hebrews. It will lift your spirits. It's such an encouraging word. Hebrews reminds the church of all these people who have come before them. People like Sarah who was childless and suffered so much and yet he says that from her she has descendants that number the stars and like grain of sands. He reminds them of Noah who was hated for building that ark about Isaac and Cain and Enoch. He goes on to lift up Other spiritual heroes later in chapter 12, he names the judges of Israel. He remembers Barak, who was commissioned by a judge. He names King David and even Rahab, who survived as a prostitute and yet helped save God's people. He reminds them of all these people who faced hard things. They were hated. They were despised. They were beaten. They were jailed. Some even lost their life. And yet they never lost sight of the faith that they held to. All these people show us that faith does not mean we get a pass from hard days. Faith doesn't mean that we never have hard and challenging times. We don't get a pass. What faith gives us is a way through those hard days, a way to face them with courage in spite of the fear. And after the writer of Hebrews lifts up all these examples, he ends this whole passage in chapter 12 by saying, "...since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely," And let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, our pioneer and perfecter of the faith. Run the race that is set before us with perseverance. Now, maybe today, this life, this race of life feels a little bit more like you're on a gauntlet or obstacle course right now. Maybe... Living your own real-world wipeout experience as you try to make it through to the grand finale, and if you've never wasted a few hours of your life watching the game show sports show Wipeout, where every average everyday people run this obscene obstacle course, then well, you're missing out. But life, this race of life, is challenging. It's hard, and it might feel like right now at every turn you are getting surprises that you never saw coming. We are living through an unprecedented time. There's no way around that. Our 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 nation, our world is, hasn't seen a pandemic like this in at least 100 years. We've lost 150,000 American lives. My own family is among those who have lost someone we dearly love from this virus we are in the midst of a time of national conversation about race and inequality that is happening in case you forgot and we don't have anything else to talk about we have a national election happening right now too these are challenging days And there's this line in this passage in Hebrews today that I never really paid much attention to. But this week, it just struck my attention so much. And the writer says, after naming all these people, he says, if they had been thinking of the land that they had left behind, they would have had the opportunity to return. They'd been thinking about where they'd been and what they'd known and what they've always had. They would have surely turned back, he says. But faith propels them forward. To be a part of working towards the future and the path ahead, as Dr. King put it, faith is taking the first step when you can't yet see the whole staircase. And maybe some days right now what you'd really like to do is just sit on the bottom step and wait it out till all this is over. (laughs) But we can't. We can't as... A church, we can't as people of faith because faith in itself is always looking towards the future. In a tomorrow, we cannot yet see or know, but we can trust that God will make a way. Having faith means we have the courage to face tomorrow because we have assurance in the things that are hoped for, and the conviction of things not yet seen. We trust in tomorrow, even if some days we're not sure how on earth God will ever make a way. And maybe right now you do wish you could just pull your head over your covers and wait it out till all this is over. (laughs) But we can't. We can't. We are a people who are called to move ahead, to keep our eyes on the future. And Hebrews reminds us of all these people who live through challenging days and tells us that faith gives us the courage to keep going in the midst of uncertainty. And even though we don't yet know what tomorrow will bring, We know as a church that God will provide. And all I have to do is look to the past to remember this. Because I think of this church and their history, just relative recent history in our lifetimes. I think of um, the church fire that destroyed the beautiful building downtown. And the decision to move onto the North End and to rebuild there. And I think of even our new education building and gymnasium, a building that we are in the final stretch and totally paying for before we even planned on it. And yet all the ministry, all the life, all the joy, all the stories that have been told in this space, in a place and time this church couldn't have even ever imagined. How faithful was God Faith compels us forward to trust and to hope in the one who's promised to never leave us or forsake us. And you know, even in these challenging days, I'm mindful that I see it around the ways that God is already providing for us. There are some of you who have connected to our church via the web or the radio who've never even physically been in our doors here and yet you are finding your spiritual home here and that brings us such joy and all of you who have decided to make it official and join this congregation here in these recent months you have been a reminder to me that you really just can't stop the spirit of God. We've had new challenges, yes, but also new opportunities, new ways of ministering and reaching out and being the church. God is providing in the midst of all of this. And I hope you see it too. And when we trust in the promises of our Savior who has shown us the way forward, it gives us courage. It gives us courage not only to... uh, peek our head out of the covers but to roll up our sleeves and get to work. There's this quote that I've always loved from President Jimmy Carter who's still in his 90s showing up at Habitat Builds and he says, I have one life and one chance to make it count for something. My faith demands that I do whatever I can Wherever I am, whenever I can, for as long as I can, with whatever I have to try to make a difference. Just as a quick side note here, I hope that you are doing whatever you can this week to share your faith with someone. Whether that is calling someone and saying, let me pray with you. Or sitting beside someone without speaking a word in their sorrow. Share your faith however you can via casserole or text or note to encourage someone along the way in these challenging days. The writer of Hebrews mentions all these people who have been examples to us because he wants to remind us that we aren't alone that we need each other, that we need our shared stories together because we really are in this together. So do something this week, however you can, big or small, to help remind someone of the faith that looks like hope in the insurance of things yet seen. And when you are the person who needs a reminder, when you're the one who needs a reminder of faith, then I, I hope you'll still connect to worship as faithfully every week to remember as we hear these stories of people from long ago, places, and names, but we see in their story the faithfulness of how God used them in the midst of hard and challenging days. But I also hope you will remember to look towards the people in your own life, your own cloud of witnesses, your own people in the stands who have helped cheer you on and inspire you to grow in faith. Who are those people in your own life who have shown you what faith looks like? Maybe they're the ones who taught you the stories of Jesus. Maybe it's your mom who showed you what unconditional love looks like. Maybe it's a friend who has shown you how to live with grace and to die with grace. Who are those people in your life who have been a witness to you in the faith of Jesus Christ that loves us and holds to us through the good days, but especially the hard ones? I just want to invite you Wherever you are, whatever you're hearing these words right now, just to take a moment and to lift up those names in your own life and give thanks for them and for what they have taught you. Let's close together in prayer. Spirit of the living God, thank you for these people we call to mind this day. For the ones who have taught us and guided us in the faith. For mothers and fathers, sisters and brothers, grandparents, children, nieces and nephews. Friends maybe be too many to name. People who laugh with us and people who cry with us. Their witnesses, God, help us to remember the faith that compels us and holds to us and gives us courage to face tomorrow. In Christ's name we pray, amen.